Thank you for being here today and joining us as we get a chance to sing. Ryan Doherty, man, the guy who was singing earlier, that's a pretty cool dude. I'm proud to be his friend. <laughs> um, man, Ryan does so much around here. He's running all of our online stuff as well as filling in for weeks that I'm unable to or anyone else is unable to lead worship. So he's just an all-around guy. So if you see him, just give him a little pat on the back if you're, if you're willing to, but just thank him. He really is doing a ton. So as you have heard, my name is Casey. Um, I'm going to be speaking today on shoes as we go through the armor of God. And so what I'm going to start with is just let's just read through this section that we've been in, and I'll, I'll stop us when we get to where we're at today. So here we are in Ephesians 6, 10 through 15. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand firm, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of, light, breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. This is an interesting section. Um, I'm taking on the shoes because really there's three things going on here um, as we finish this out at the end of this chapter. And it says... Having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. So we have readiness, we have the gospel, and we have peace. But today I really want to focus on readiness because I feel like that's really what we're putting on is the readiness and the gospel of peace is what comes after that. And so I, I want us to, as we dive into this, I want us to be focused in on that, that what it means to be ready, what it means to have the readiness through the gospel. And so... Um, we see earlier in this section, and I, I know I'm jumping right in this, I just know that we don't have a lot of time, and I really want you guys to get this because I think there's some really cool stuff happening in this chapter. So follow along with me, um, if you will. And so we see earlier in this section um, that we talk about the evil day, which is interesting because when I think of the evil day, I think of like maybe like end times or something that's coming way later, but that's not necessarily what he's talking about. Right now, as we talk about the evil day, we talk about anything or any time that the enemy tries to interfere with our lives negatively. And that could be in any sort of capacity of um, just even depression or, or feeling let out, left out of something or in that same regard. And so as we go through this, we're not talking about just the end of time. We're talking um, about every day that the enemy tries to interfere with us. So I hope it's clear that we're not talking about evil people as we talk about this. Like, for instance, your neighbor who drums a little too loud, a little too late at night, because that's probably me. And I'm sorry, that's just kind of my nighttime jam time. And I'm doing it for Jesus, so you can't really be that upset. So, sorry. That's just kind of how it goes. So, what are we getting ready for then? This chapter talks about readiness. What are we getting ready for? So, ultimately, yes, we need to be ready for Christ's return, for those end times. But I feel like Right now, it's to stand against evil, to be ready to stand against evil. So how do we stand against evil? Well, really, there's two things. Know the gospel and share it with others. That's how we stand against the evil day. And here's the gospel. God is perfect. We are not. Jesus took on our sin and imperfection. All we need to do is believe in him. So there's the central part. Jesus gives everlasting life to anyone who believes in him for it. 
John 16, um, says about the gospel, the good news, being peace. And I'm going to read this really quick. It says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in this world. You will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So you see in, um, in Ephesians 6, it says, um, with the readiness given by the gospel of peace. And so we see that the gospel, the good news, gospel meaning any good news, but in the Bible meaning the gospel of Christ, is peace. And he had told Jesus in this chapter, I have told these things that in the, you may have peace. In this world you have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. He had just told his disciples that they will scatter. So this is in the end time Jesus of life. And he's telling his disciples, hey, once I go, you guys are going to disperse. You're not going to be together. But, and right after they told him this, he told him how he's going to die and goes through all of this. And there's nothing peaceful about that. Nothing about that screams like, oh, yeah, like, great. We're going to scatter. You're going to die. Cool. I, that's great, Jesus. Yet Jesus tells his disciples that they will still find peace in him while they are scattered. So the gospel that they have hidden in their heart that they have done this whole time being with Jesus is still bringing them peace. So there's three things going on here. Readiness, the gospel, and peace. Peace comes from the truth of the gospel, and the gospel readies our feet for ministry. But here's the difference between the gospel, peace, and readiness. We don't control the gospel of peace. Nothing that we do or that we say is going to change the gospel. Nothing we do or we say is going to change how peace is given to us from Christ. But we get to choose, are we ready for it? Are we ready to receive that? Are we ready to give that? This is a good thing. Some of the time, most of the time, some of the time, most of the time. What? <laughs> this, is the good, this is a good thing some of the time, but most of the time, we are just not ready. There are just way too many things going on in my life to even think about leading others to Christ. And we have every ex excuse in the world to prove it. You know what I mean? It's like, I know this, I've, I've, I've studied it, I've figured out how to reach people to Christ, but I don't know, I just kind of have too much going on. As we were putting this together, my son is obsessed with the movie Cars. Like every time we turn on our TV, he's like, Joe, Joe, Chucka? Joe, Joe, Chucka? It's like, so obviously, Cars. That's the show that's going to happen after that. And one scene in particular kept coming back to my mind as I was working on this of just having excuses to not give the gospel peace. And if you'll remember, because I watch it like three times a week, so I kind of remember it quite a bit. When, when Lightning McQueen is working on the road that he just destroyed, there's this family, these minivans that come into town, and everyone in the town is like freaking out because it's like, oh my gosh, there's someone here. We have to tell them about all these cool things that we have, and we want them to try our different stuff. So like he goes up to the like hippy-dippy dude, and he's like, try my organic fuel. And he's like, that ah, doesn't agree with my tank, sorry. So he has an excuse for him, and then he, the surplus guy comes up, and he's like, we have a military surplus. And there's like, ooh, honey, surplus. And he's like, we have enough surplus. Too much surplus. <laughs> so he goes through everybody, and everybody tries to like reach him, tries to get like, hey, I, I, I have this thing for you. I have this opportunity for you. And he is just full of excuses. And is that not who we are sometimes? I mean, we get these opportunities. We have these things come to us like, hey, I have this event coming up, and there's going to be people who are just really ready to receive Christ. And you know, I know that you know what's going on, and so would you come with us? And it's like, well, 
my sister's brother-in-law's cousin actually is getting her hair done the day before. And so actually I'm going to have to be there in town for Grant's Pass's funeral for the, it's like, what in the world? Where? Okay, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. And we had just all these excuses built up and it's really not that great of <laughs> excuses most of the time. I know there's times there's not, there is, but we have to be in a place where we're willing to say like, I have all these reasons not to, but I'm choosing to stand and say, yes, this is the time for me to share this and to, to, to be in the midst of these problems. So I'm going to read from you in Luke 14, 16. This is an awesome chapter talking about excuses. So just remind you, we're talking about readiness of the feet. So being ready to go. And these are the excuses that we run into. And I love how Jesus works when it comes to his interaction with the Pharisees, because it's always this like nothing is straight face to face like you're dumb. But it's like, mm-hmm, cool. Anyway, that's not how it works. <laughs> it's, I'm going to read this chapter that talks about excuses, and I, I just got a kick out of this. And so Jesus says, um, but he said to him, Jesus, to this Pharisee, a man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And at the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, come, for everything is now ready. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I have bought a field and I must go out to see it. Please have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen. I will go examine them. Please have me excused. I have to make sure they're oxen. And another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came. I don't, I'm, I'm sure there's more to the story there. I'm sure there is. Anyway, married a wife and therefore I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Then the master of the house became angry and said to his servant, Go out quickly to the streets and lanes of the city and bring in the poor and crippled and blind and lame. And the servant said, Sir, what you, have, what you commanded has been done, and still there is room. And the master said to the servant, Go out to the highways and hedges and compel people to come in, that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those men who were invited shall taste my banquet. So what's going on here is Jesus is with a bunch of Pharisees. He's hanging out. He had, he went to go dinner with them, to dine with them. And just before he goes into this section, he told them to not invite the rich and well-known to a party that you were having, but instead invite the hurting, the sick, and the lame. So it leads into this story. And between, I love this part, between these two stories, one of the Pharisees blurts out in probably the most, like, pharisaical voice in the world, blessed is everyone who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. And I picture everyone around him is like, oh, amen, yes, blesses everyone, us specifically, are blessed, <laughs> and no one else. Why does this guy keep wanting to invite the sick and the lame? We are the blessed ones. Oh, my goodness. But Jesus saw his arrogance, his arrogance in this and, and seeing that he was just wanting to talk about how great he was and raise their glasses together. And basically says in that last part of that chapter, if I threw a banquet, invited you, you wouldn't even come. Like you would have every excuse in the world like, well, I can't make it. And here's all these reasons why, because, well, I don't really want to be by these people. And they're not the people that are blessing of the kingdom of God. And I just love this, that Jesus is so just like, there you go, bud. It's amazing. And so immediately as I was reading through this, something that came to my mind that us as Christians are not necessarily burdened with, but something that is on our minds constantly is in Luke 10 too. And this is Jesus again saying, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. 
Therefore, pray earnestly, earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. The harvest is ready, but we're too busy making excuses to take action. It's time to choose Christ. It's time to be on mission to reach those who are hurting beside us. It's time to bring peace through the gospel of Christ. It's time. Are you ready? As I was reading through this and, and just figuring out, forming out this chapter and talking about the shoes, um, Tim and I were talking and he was saying how the shoes of that time weren't necessarily like sandals or, or something like that for the, for the Roman armies, but they actually had like spikes dug into the shoes so that they could stand their ground, which is such an interesting concept because that sounds uncomfortable, like crazy, first of all. But this armor isn't necessarily to like run into battle and just like, I just want to destroy everybody. But it's to stand and to be still and to be able to stand in one place and, hey, I'm not moving, and this is where I want to be, and I'm ready to take on what's going to happen, and I'm ready to lead those who are around me to Christ because I know what the gospel is, I know what peace brings, and I know that if I step, put myself aside, and if I decide, hey, I'm going to take the opportunity to speak to those, I know that I'm firmly rooted in the, in the scriptures and in the word that I'm going to have an opportunity and I'm going to be able to make a difference in those people around us. And so I just encourage you guys today, and I, I know I'm just going through this quick, and I, I don't want to keep you guys forever, but here's the main thing. Here's the main thing for today. At any moment, we need to be ready to go where God is calling us to preach his gospel. And that doesn't mean like this, what I'm doing, though this is preaching, but it's an opportunity to interact with those around you and to say, hey, this is what, this is truth this is good. This is what brings peace. This is what brings life. We need to know how to present the gospel of Jesus Christ and give peace to those people around us. So as I wrap things up, um, one thing that, I don't know if you were here last time I was speaking, but one of these things that kind of stuck in my mind from doing youth ministry a while ago was we had this term called take it to the streets. It was kind of this like practical application. How do we take it to the streets? How do we go here from here? And I, I just want to ask you this. What are you ignoring from God? What is your excuse? What is stopping you from sharing the gospel? I, I, I think these are important questions that you can ask yourself, but I think you need to take to God in prayer this week and say, where am I? Where, where am I standing? What, why am I not able to do this? What's stopping me? Maybe this is brand new to you. This is a new concept of, of salvation and um, believing in the gospel of Christ. And I just want to ask, have you run out of excuses to not choose Christ, to not be with Christ? It's time to find Jesus. It's time to choose him. All you need to do is believe. Earlier, as I talked about the gospel, here's the main thing the main part of the gospel. Jesus gives eternal life to anyone who believes in him for it. There's, no, there's nothing you need to do. There's nothing you need to say. You just need to know, Jesus, you are all I need, and I believe that what you did for me is enough. And I choose that today. And so we're going to take some time to pray, and I'm going to invite Ryan to come back up as he closes us out. And one more song. And um, I just want you guys to 
to be encouraged today, but also to be in a spot where looking inward and saying, Jesus, it's time, and I, I want to be able to do what you have called me to do, to take on the shoes of readiness and to be ready to battle and be ready to reach those who are lost. So, Father, we thank you today. We're glad that we can be in your house and we can worship you and praise you. And God, as we spend time in your word and as we, (laughs) Lord, just listen to what you are saying, I pray that today we would be troubled and put in a spot of, Lord, just wondering what it is that's keeping us from you, what is keeping us from reaching your people. And we'd be able to step out beyond those things and be able to reach those who are closest to us and who are far away. So, Lord, we give you this time. We ask you that you would just bless this as we sing and as we worship you and go from here. And God, encourage us to to just reach out to those around us and offer this gospel of peace. So, Lord, in your name we pray. Amen. If you guys, if any of you made a decision today to follow Christ, um, I would encourage you to connect with one of us, one of the staff, um, or uh, we'll have some people over there by the new here start your table that you can talk with, or just send us a message online or on our website or anything like that if you're willing to. Thank you guys so much for being here. Let's stand as we sing, um, and then we will get out of here.